0: Thanks for joining me for another episode of Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk. This is Season 4, Episode 8, following up the big win against Western Michigan. The Hawkeye football season is now 25% done. Three games under their belt. The the pre-conference games are done. And, you know, coming through that 3-0 is such a key thing just to get this season started on a positive note. And now they've got a lot tougher games coming up. But you can see the progression week after week, and this team is getting better. You know that the key takeaway from Saturday's game against Western Michigan was the rushing yardage. I mean, and and the different guys that were doing it. Uh, Caleb Johnson, we found out this week was injured. He had a high ankle sprain. He gutted it out, played against Iowa State. And you know, I made the comment that man, you just haven't really seen Caleb Johnson making guys miss, breaking tackles like we did last year. But those high ankle sprains are are painful. They can last for several weeks. They gave him the week off, hoping that he's going to be ready to go against Penn State or shortly thereafter because he's a heck of a running back and and they need to get him back. Jazz Patterson, it makes sense why he played so much and early on against Iowa State, rotating him in. And then Jazz got hurt. On Saturday against Western Michigan. It sounds like that wasn't serious. So that's the good news there. Um, but we got to see some young guys play, some true freshmen that look good. Uh, Max White, you know, got a, got a touchdown as well, about uh, a fifth string running back there. A guy that, that seems like a great teammate, and, and people were excited to, to see him out there and get to have a rushing touchdown on a fourth and goal from the two late in the game. And if you look at the the offensive line, they they are making progress. That was my biggest concern probably coming into this season. I thought Cade was gonna be good and he had his struggles. You know, he's a guy that that's coming off injuries and he hasn't been able to practice much and, and he had a really up and down game. We'll talk about that more. But the offensive line, you know, Kirk Ferentz has been really positive about them, but you just didn't know are they gonna be able to it's the same guys for the most part. We knew we had Dejon Parker coming in, and he's been hampered with injuries, hasn't been able to, to to take over that right tackle position, but Jennings Dunker seems to be the guy, and he seems to be doing well. And then Rusty Feth was another guy that came in, uh, he's rotating in and playing quite a few snaps at, at left guard. But you, know, you look at Mason Richmond, left tackle; Nick Young, left guard; Feth coming in, you know, for some some plays there. Logan Jones is looking really solid. At that center position, man, on that screen pass he was it just reminded me of of Linderbaum the way uh Logan Jones was just flying down the field and, and and blocking ahead of that play and then Connor Colby at right guard, we did see some Bo Stevens he's been injured. he was back, so it was good to see Bo Stevens out there, and then the right tackle, as I mentioned, Jennings Dunker, but some of those guys got to get in. there's some guys that that haven't had a lot of playing time this year. Parker got to play right tackle a little bit. So that's what's great about these games. Early in the season, you can get guys rotating in. But they they you know, they've been doing good in pass protect. Not as good in pass protect in this game, it didn't seem like. Although it seemed like Cade McNamara was just kind of having holding on to the ball a little bit too long and, and just not getting rid of it. Um, but man, the the run game was and the run blocking was just just so much improved. Well, this game started out with a nice kickoff return from Caden Weijin, and I think we're going to like number 21 a lot. He is fast. I could see him breaking a couple off for a touchdown one of these games, especially as he gets more reps. And, you know, first drive, good to see Jazz Patterson running hard. Um, And then Caleb Brown on a jet sweep. He got the first down, had a nice run. It looked like he was dead to rights, the defender was right there and he made a little move on him, got around him for the first down. And then interception by Cade McNamara. It just looked like an ill advised throw there. But the Hawkeye defense was strong from the start. A punt, uh punt for the Hawkeyes, and then wow, what a what a play the kind of an out and up by Western Michigan and a four play ninety six yard drive. They they went after Jamari Harris. Who hadn't played in you know since two seasons ago. And and he he had really become a, a good cornerback for the hot guys, but he hasn't he was out all last year with injury, missed the first couple of games with some sort of violations with that whole gambling thing. And he got torched a little bit there. Now you don't know, you know how much of that was on him or Xavier Wampa, the safety. Looked like he was coming over for that portion of the field he got there a little bit late and they weren't able to to stop him and you're kind of going oh man this is just not what we typically see from a Hawkeye defense and this was just a strange game too with the lightning delay I mean the people that were there said that you know it it, it seemed a little bit kind of odd out there but they didn't get the rain or anything like that but they had about a 40 minute delay for lightning and The Hawkeyes had that missed field goal early on. Just a strange-looking field goal. I mean, Drew Stevens has been so good for the Hawkeyes. But the way that ball came off his foot, it was just so strange-looking. And, you know, things were just – people were getting restless, obviously. You want to see the Hawkeyes get a big win. Um, But, hey, the Hawkeyes did get their touchdown. Then a Cade McNamara uh, pass to Deontay Vines for three yards. And it was good to see Deontay Bynes get his first touchdown as a Hawkeye. Good to see the wide receiver group getting involved in this as well. But that first half was just a kind of an up and down thing. You know, the Hawkeyes gave up a, a field goal to Western Michigan on kind of a nice nine-play drive. But the Hawkeyes did come back with a touchdown, and that was that Cade McNamara pass to LaShawn Williams for 25 yards and a touchdown. LaShawn Williams had quite a game. I mean, obviously his best game as a Hawkeye to date. And McNamara with another interception late in that quarter and kind of ended the game, ended the half. And and it was an ill-advised throw. He just waited too late, heaved it into the end zone, got intercepted. I was really hoping the Hawkeyes could go up. 21 to 10 at half. Instead, it's just 14 to 10. But, man, the way the Hawkeyes were moving the ball, especially running the ball, I really felt like this game was going to blow wide open at some point, and it did in that second half. It took a little bit. First drive, the Hawkeyes didn't get much and had to punt, but then a really nice little six-play drive for the Hawkeyes. And Kamari Moulton, a true freshman, was in on this drive and he had just some huge runs. Sean Williams had a big run. And then Kamari Moulton with a 10-yard run, an 18-yard run. And he ended up taking it in from three yards out. And the Hawkeyes went for two. Cade McNamara to Eric All for the two-point conversion. And the Hawkeyes are now up 24-10. to So that was that was fun to see. And and things just started getting better better for the Hawkeyes. Uh, fumble. For Western Michigan, Cade McNamara got a ball over to Nico Ragaini. And then Kamari Moulton down to the one-yard line and then punched it in. The true freshman for his second touchdown of the game. So, I mean, that was just fun to see some true freshmen out there, guys that we don't normally get to see. Hawkeyes tacked on a field goal with about four minutes left. And then, as I mentioned, Max White. I believe he's a sophomore. He punched it in from two yards out. It was fourth and goal in the two-yard line with about 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter. And that ended the scoring in this game. The defense was just unbelievable in that second half. I think they only gave up something like 38 yards of offense in that second half. And the Hawkeyes get the big win, a confidence booster as they go into the conference season, 41-10. to 10. You look at some of the statistics in this game, and the Hawkeyes had a pretty efficient offense, 19 first downs, only 4 of 12 on third down. Not great. I think that McNamara had quite a few incompletions, interceptions even, on third down. 387 total yards now. The Hawkeyes are now 119th in the nation out of 130 teams in, in total offense. Still not great, but this by far was the most production that offense has had in a couple of years, and passing only 133 yards and rushing, though, 254 yards. And if you take out all the sacks that Cade McNamara took, you know, they really rushed for about 280 yards in this game. So that was really good to see. And the Hawkeyes continue to excel, at least in the last two games, with penalties, just one penalty in this game for five yards, two costly turnovers to one turnover for Western Michigan. But... Overall, you know, I was pretty pleased with how this game went. You know, the biggest knock on this game was just the passing game. Cade McNamara, nine of nineteen, hundred three yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Deacon Hill came in in the fourth quarter, and and some people were angry too that Cade McNamara stayed in the game so long. But I I got what they were doing there. He was struggling, and he needs more reps, and he hasn't had a lot of reps. So let's give him. You, know, you don't want to see him get injured, obviously, but let's kind of be safe with our play calling. Get him comfortable being out there on the field. Deacon Hill was just two of three, 30 yards. LaShawn Williams, so productive in the running game in this one, 12 carries, 145 yards. He had the big 53-yarder. Would like to see him take it into the house, but he did get taken down around the 10-yard line. Kamari Moulton, eight carries for the true freshman, 50 yards, two touchdowns. Terrell Washington, Jr., another true freshman. Six carries for 31 yards. Seth Anderson, the wide receiver, he's, he is going to be a good one, folks. Uh, he, had, he had another one of those plays where he made a move on a guy, and unfortunately Cade McNamara threw it to Raggaini. and just kind of hung him out to dry. He got bopped and, and didn't, wasn't able to hold on to the ball. But, man, if he would have just gone to, to, to Seth Anderson over the top, Could have been an easy touchdown. Jazz Patterson, six carries, 20 yards. Caleb Brown, good to see him get a couple of touches in this one. He had two carries for eight yards. Cade McNamara, though, five for minus 33. That was kind of painful to watch him out there. And, I mean, were guys not open? I mean, I know at some time there were some guys that were open. I know he missed some open guys here and there. Eric Hall, one reception, 34 yards. Steve Stilianos. uh... Two catches for 29 yards, and, and he's a backup tight end. But that just, you know, you look at the Luke Lachey situation; it just looks bleak. He's, you know, really the, the Hawkeyes' most dynamic player in the in the passing game. Six five can catch the ball. He can run. Uh, he can be split out. He can play inside and block. He just does so many things for that offense, and it looks like he had a fracture or, or something with his ankle that's probably going to keep him out for the rest of the year. So that was a huge loss. Luke Lachey going down in this game was a huge loss, really disappointing. Good to see Steven Stiliano still get a couple of catches, 29 yards, and, and Kirk Ferentz has talked a lot about him uh, and the improvements he's made. He's another transfer uh, in his second year in the program. LaShawn Williams had a couple of catches for 27 yards. He also dropped another one in this game. Hit him in the chest, and if he he just holds on to that, there was nobody around him. I don't know if he's going to score a touchdown, but he's at least going to go for 20, 30-plus yards. Another backup tight end, Addison Ostrenga, another guy that you hear Kirk talk a lot about, two catches for 19 yards. So those guys are going to have to step up because it's just really huge losing Luke Lachey. Seth Anderson, we got some wide receiver love there. One catch, 13 yards. Deontay Vine, two for seven. Nico Ragaini, one for four. And, again, the Hawkeyes need to find ways to get the wide receivers the ball. They need to find ways to get the wide receivers the ball down the field, too, to, to really open up that offense. So there you have it. It was a pretty fun game. You know, offensively, the Hawkeyes were rolling. And defensively, you look at Nick Jackson, the transfer from Virginia, he is really settling into to that defense at linebacker position. Kirk Ferentz on his weekly call-in show, you know, mentioned him as a guy that we are going to see just him improve as the season goes along. Yeah, he's an experienced guy, but playing in a whole new position and a whole new off uh, defense. And he said, "You're just going to see him get better and better with each game." And He had nine tackles. Jay Higgins with nine tackles. Quinn Schulte and Y.A. Black with six tackles each. So a uh, couple of sacks in this one, too. Uh, Nick Jackson had one. Joe Evans had one. You know, a few tackles for loss. Ethan Herket uh, still getting in there. And, and so that's been fun to see some of these guys grow. And, again, just seeing a lot of different guys playing. Ontario Thompson. I didn't even mention the block punt by Ontario Thompson. Uh, Block punt for a safety, that was just an incredible play. He just busted right through there. And and just a a whole bunch of guys got to play on both sides of the ball that don't normally get to play. So that's why these games are so good this time of year. Well, it was good to have some young guys get out there and get some meaningful playing time against Western Michigan, continuing to build that depth. Uh, Defensively, I feel pretty good about this team. On the defensive backfield, you do have some young starters. Xavier Wampa, he's only started four games as a Hawkeye. The whole game last year and the first three games this season. So he's going to continue to look at film, work with with Phil Parker, and continue to progress and grow and become a better and better player. Jabari Harris, he had missed so much time. He missed the first two games this year, all of last season with injury. And, and he had a little bit, a bit of rust on him, it looked like, as well and uh, he got burned that one time for a touchdown, but there was an offensive lineman that was down the field a little bit too far, drifted downfield and and drew a flag, so that was fortunate. But just some things to work on, but good that he got out there and got to knock that rust out. And Deshaun Lee had been playing for him. He played in the first couple of games, but those are the only two games he started. So other than that, you look at Sebastian Castro, um, Cooper DeGene, Schulte, really experienced guys, so... Overall, I think that unit's just going to keep getting better, coming together, uh, to be really good by the end of the season. Just hopefully they don't give up too many big plays against Penn State. who has a pretty good quarterback in Drew Allar. And offensively, you know, for the Hawkeyes, you know, it's kind of a crushing loss with Luke Lachey, such a great teammate, a captain. Um, you know, just, just disappointing. They do have Steven Stiliano's Stranga. They've got some guys that they feel good at. Good about the tight end position. They have Eric Hall, who, who's already been playing a ton. So, you know, that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to fill in uh, a couple of those reserves for Lachey. And, and they're going to have to get the ball to the wide receivers. And it's, it's time to do that. They need to be spreading the ball around to the wide receivers more to generate some big plays. And I think they have some pretty good wide receivers now where they, they can do that. Really impressed with Seth Anderson, what we've seen from him so far. Getting Caleb Brown a little bit more more in the, in the ball game as well, and Deontay Vines and Nico Ragaini. So they have the guys out there. They just need to need to get them open and, and, and get the ball to them. And, and as soon as we start getting the ball to those guys, this offense is really going to open up and be a lot more fun. Now, can they can they open it up much against Penn State? You look at West Virginia, they ran the ball pretty well against Penn State. They had trouble putting the ball in the end zone. We scored 15 points, but uh, they, they ran for about 150 yards, threw for about the same, right? Just over 300 yards total offense. And Illinois you know, really didn't run the ball well against Penn State, but they also got behind and kept throwing in. They threw four interceptions in this game. I believe they lost a fumble as well. And they went to their backup quarterback at some point after the fourth interception, I think. And he came in and did a pretty good job. So they did throw the ball quite a bit against Penn State's defense. And and I don't know how much offense the Hawkeyes are going to be able to generate on Saturday. It's a really athletic defense that Penn State has. Looks like they've been pretty susceptible to some some big plays here and there. And you know if the Hawkeyes can just, just turn out close to 100 yards rushing in this one, get Cade McNamara going a little bit and maybe hit some some deep balls in this game. I think the Hawkeyes can keep it close. Uh, Penn State, just, man, you look at Drew Allar; he's got, he's having a pretty good season. He did struggle a little bit against Illinois, so that is interesting. You know, Illinois, pretty good defense, but they really got torched by Kansas last week. And, I don't know, uh, Drew Allard did not even throw, I think he was 16 of thirty. I'm picking the hot guys in this one to go down but but put up a good fight 17 to 23 Penn State with the victory at home in the whiteout. And it pains me a little bit to pick Penn State in this one but you know they just have so much talent. They they really you know have pretty fertile recruiting ground out there out east and they do a good job with it. Uh, I'm not a big James Franklin fan at all. He's one of my least favorite coaches in the Big Ten. I, I he just rubs me the wrong way. So he has so many times in the past, and and so I, I I don't care for him much. But they have so much talent on that team. I think it's a lot to overcome in a white whiteout game on the road for the Hawkeyes. But yeah, that's why they play the games. Hopefully they'll they'll stay. You know, they'll they'll be pretty healthy coming out of that game, and then they can go on a a real run. Or or who knows? Maybe they'll get the upset on saturday we've seen it multiple times i i still remember the, the blocked punt by adrian claiborne that he took to the house for a touchdown and and that upset that year i remember the the field goal i believe it was 2008 uh, ricky Stanzi led the team down and, and the field goal to win when penn state was ranked number three they're ranked number seven right now and At six, but it'd be a huge win uh, be one of those signature wins for Kirk Ferrets. You know that he likes to beat Penn State being from Pennsylvania. It's a huge game for Kirk Ferrets, and, and maybe the Hawkeyes will be able to do it Saturday, so I'm signing off for now, but good win on Saturday, and let's see if the Hawks can get a big upset. Go Hawks. <music>